We've said it before to you, and I know you feel like a battered wife, but I promise we'll be more consistent from this point forward. My schedule's lightening up, and that means I can dedicate more and more to the world of sports. I'm here with my brother. We've been running around the world. The Icons, also known as Terry Miller. What's going on? I'm in the Ozone. I, did, you on. are the Ozone, dude. <laughs> Get out of your mind. Yeah, it's, uh, we got a lot to talk about. Well, we're going to focus on the greatest game ever invented. Major League Baseball. We got to jump right into it, folks. I want to talk about Major League Baseball and what everybody's, uh, what, what everybody's looking like this first week. What's your fantasy team looking like? I read you guys my fantasy squad, and guess what? They've been here, and they performed. Uh, and then I also want to talk about the world of boxing. A lot of action in the world of boxing and in the NFL, lightly. But there's only a little bit of action in the NFL, and it's mostly taking place right here in the city of Angels. Ooh. Yeah, because <laughs> Ram time is looking like Ram a real possibility time. in 2018. Um, but let's jump right into it. Major League Baseball started last week, folks, and in some of your leagues, I'm sure that you had an extended first period since the league started on a Thursday. In other leagues, you probably just had a few days. I just had a few days, and then I had a second week. I'm happy to report that my team is 4-0. Uh, we have a split schedule in my league. In another league that I don't pay attention to because I play with a bunch of cheaters, I'm uh, 0-1. But that actually had to do with mismanagement of my team. I sat Adam Eaton, and I rolled with Matt Kemp. And uh, Matt Kemp hasn't produced uh, uh, a movie or an RBI. <laughs> and you were dead on Matt Kemp. You I mean, I'm on him. And, and you, know what, you know what? Uh, I'm still on him because he still has that potential. But, I mean, we can start right there in Los Angeles. Let's talk about the teams and doesn't score runs. what they need to do. All of the teams that, that, that should concern you. And, um, and if they don't concern you, why? Let's start with the L.A. Dodgers. Now, to me, the Dodgers actually should be concerned. And I'm going to tell you why, Definitely. in my opinion, they should be concerned. One, they don't have an effective right-handed starter. I think that's a problem. Um, because I do believe in the same vein that, you know, they play the numbers game in Major League Baseball now with seeing lefties and so on and so forth. Now, the Dodgers got above average lefties, including right. the greatest pitcher in baseball. But but eventually, if you're in a series and all you see is lefties, it actually, you will adjust. This is the, the value of being a Major League player. Well, not only that, though, you're talking about just having lefties in the lineup. When are they going to score runs? It doesn't matter who I'm you got. I'm talking about lefties in the, on the rotation, yeah, in the not rotation, in the lineup. But in the rotation as well. But when are they going to score runs? If you have all these studs out there throwing, they, they go seven or eight innings, give up one or two runs, and you don't score any. And this, is, this has got to be so daunting for, for the staff. Forget about the, ro- the, the rotation. You need runs. Well, I'd rather not forget about it. I, that, this is why I'm saying I wanted to start there. I think that they need a right-hand starter, but without question – the, the problem has been the offense. They haven't had a problem with, with pitchers, scoring runs. Yeah, the they have had a problem with their most dominant righty, which is Kinley Jansen, the closer. And the big fella from Curacao does not look like himself. What do you think is going on with Kinley? It looks like he has a dead arm. You I think mean, that's what I it mean, is? His cutters are not cutting, actually. No. Yeah, and, and it's, it's not hard. Yeah, it can't not be not hard and not cut. So it's flat. It's flat it's and like a, It's like a flat slider. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly and, what it's and like. And before, it's they like never could make 90. Right, and they could never make contact with it before. You saw a lot of foul tips yeah. back into the glove and yeah. stuff like that. They're in trouble. Yeah, I don't. I, you know what? And the Dodgers, every year, even watching the Dodgers, ever since I transformed and went back over with the Dodgers, uh, I have low expectations. And they usually, 
outperform my expectations. This year I had high expectations because I, I thought that there was going to be some adjustments made that have not been made. Justin Turner is hurt, and Justin Turner obviously is the linchpin of the offense there. But the problem is, is they have plenty of guys that should be able to muster up some runs, and they're not getting it done. Cody Bellinger still looks like he looked in the playoffs of last year when the league figured out that he couldn't hit the off-speed pitch and then embarrassed him by just throwing fastballs right by him. Right, but I don't want to put that just on Justin Turner because Justin Turner was hurt last year. And, and still ball. And they still scored a lot of runs. No, no, but he, he was in the lineup. Yeah, but, even, but he was out of the lineup for a little while, and they still scored runs when he was out of the lineup. Not much. But the problem is, is that they're playing with a bunch of uh, utility players, pretty much. When Chris Taylor, I'm not trying to knock Chris Taylor, but Chris Taylor is not, they have him in center field. You need to get a real center fielder. He's not a real center fielder. You think he would be best used at second base yes. or somewhere in the infield, which is what he's you're supposed to be in, playing. You're plugging and playing him with Chase Utley and things like that. Uh, you Let him rove around the infield, but putting him in center field and making him your everyday center fielder, it was like when we went through the, the lineup with the Houston Astros. We, you, we matched him with George Springer and Chris Taylor. I'm going to take George Springer. You know, he, he Man, but really, he has a lot of tangibles. There another, but is there another center fielder that you're going to take instead of George Springer? There's a lot of center fielders out there, but you know, George George Springer is the man. He can move from, from center to right to left. He plays all over. That's my point. So I think George Springer is a little bit of a <laughs> of a reach, but well, I hear no, what no, you're no, saying. But I'm saying that we match lineups, and when you're talking about matching lineups, even when you go through the lineups with other teams, Charlie Blackman. Chris Taylor. I'm going to take Charlie Blackman. I mean, I agree. Yeah, you know, I agree. They have to put these guys in the right spots, and I can understand that these guys can play multiple positions, but you have to, as a baseball player, as a player, you want to be stuck to your position. Pretty much, you want to go. Well, what they're telling him is, it seems like they're forcing him. The center field is now his position, yeah. And that's he's there, so it, the consistency factor isn't the issue, in my opinion, because he is there and he's there every day. He's a leadoff guy every day. It's just that that may not be his natural position. To me, much more concerning is the Cody Bellinger situation. Cody Bellinger looks like he's made no adjustments whatsoever. Like it's like he went through the whole off season and didn't realize that he's playing with the best of the best in the world with scouting reports and tape, video, and then, yeah, and, all know, kind of tape. I, that's shame on him. He has to make the adjustments. It's he's shame a, on the organization too. He's a major league player, so it's shame on the organization to a, to a certain degree. But it's up to him because yeah, it is. Has, you're the one that's out in yeah, the box. He's the one that's in the box. He's the one that goes up to the plate, and he's the one that the fans are cheering for, or not. And they see it won't be long. If they, it won't be long before they're not. Just think if he was in New York. Look at what's going on with Stanton. There's well, remember no what happened with Matt Kemp the first go around. Yeah, Matt Kemp was the best player in baseball, and he went into a major slump. And, and he started ran, getting yeah, booed. He started getting booed, and he wasn't the same. And he player. just he couldn't pull it back together here in L.A. I mean, so there's only so much you can make up with hustle, and you can't steal first base. You cannot steal first base. Oh, the old adage. <laughs> Why can't they ever change that? <laughs> Why can't true. you steal first base? It's true. Yeah, so so you have that. I think the Dodgers aren't scoring runs. Um, I would love to know how many errors the Dodgers have committed this season because I haven't been seeing tight baseball either. And I also think that Corey Seager is not 100% because he's not playing his best baseball, I don't feel like. Well, when you're he's on, a guy that can he's, – he's, Corey Seager's got it all. Yeah, and, but when you're, when you're on not really a good team, these kind of things start to snowball, you know, because he's just a victim of being on a mediocre team, if not bad team at this point. I just don't think that – mentally it's hard to get that edge. When you are winning a bunch of games and everybody's ha-ha, you know, pumping, pumping it up in the, in the dugout and everything, now they're, you know, struggling to score runs every night. It, pretty much the ball is falling on his court, in his court to, to produce runs. Seager? Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, 
it's, it's just a, it's to me the situation is not working I mean, this out is only the right week way. Two, though. It's only week two, and I, I actually talked to a, to a, to a Hall of Famer at the stadium. I went out to a game and talked to a Hall of Famer, and he was like, oh, "Let's give it six, seven weeks before we jump to any conclusions." So I'm going to lean on on that. Uh, right. On that. I don't think that you have to go six or seven weeks to see a fault because the scouts that are looking in the stands and everything else they see faults before six or seven weeks, and they're going to capitalize on these faults that the Dodgers have until, until you uh, make until you make the adjustments, and then by that time, if you don't make the adjustments, you'll be buried in that division and especially if the Giants like a team like the Giants or even Colorado can get hot that's the only saving grace for them right now is that nobody's really crazy hot in this division right 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 but it's considered one of the best divisions in baseball it's pretty competitive I don't think the the Diamondbacks are real the Diamondbacks are real but I think uh, especially without Steven Silza you said they are real yeah they are Hmm. Yeah, I say I don't think the Diamondbacks are real. I don't. I, even though Zach Greinke actually came out and dealt. Well, Patrick Corbin. Patrick Corbin looks like he's back. Yeah. Um. I just I don't believe in them. I don't believe in their 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 bullpen. I don't. Uh, the now, lineup is legit. Now the bullpen is not bad because you it's got, not bad. You got Archie Bradley on the back end. He doesn't close though. He's so not, they, he, you he know, hold. That's a, that's and the he thing. can't close. He can, he should close. In yeah, my he opinion, should close. he should close. And they should have signed JD Martinez because they could have been real then. I don't think Taiwan Walker's real. I no. don't think. Uh, I I think that uh, Zach Zach Godley looks good. Um, he actually pitched well against Kershaw. Um, pitched well last night. Hey, he, he's pitching well. He just yeah, he's, he's a good, a good pitcher. He's a good young. <laughs> there it when is. You, <laughs> when you keep pitching well, I guess you're just a good pitcher. <laughs> and uh, you have that. Um, this Dodgers thing, I'm telling you, the, the bullpen isn't great. And, and especially if you can't, it used to be you just got to get to Jansen. The starters, like you said, the starters are giving you six, maybe seven of less than three run baseball. Right. You got to score They're not getting blown out. And the games are tight. They yeah, keep the going into extra innings. But you're playing the Padre type of game. Which is point. not going to help. Not what you want Padres do. put up runs yesterday on, on uh, John Gray. <laughs> you like that? Oh, man, they got embarrassed with that pop-up walk-off. They didn't right. appreciate that at all. <laughs> They didn't appreciate that. So if we go there, we could we could jump straight to there. The Padres, the Padres actually look decent. Right. Uh, I don't think you're ever going to go anywhere with Clayton Richard as your ace. But uh, you on, know, man. it is what it is. Yeah. I I don't know what they sold Hosmer on as far as saying maybe they're they're planning on you know rebuilding. I think the market was just so tight that he just might have jumped on the first thing to smoking. I wasn't the first thing. Remember, he had a, he had a couple different offers, but he got his, he got what he wanted. He got right. his cheese, and he's in Southern California. How which you is be mad at that? never mad at that. And the, and the nicest part, if you want to be honest, yeah, they got the best weather. Yes. Um, so, so the Padres, I don't think there's anything, you know, anything to be worried about No, as far as contention. Yeah. The, 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 uh, the Rockies, Wade Davis looks good. Yeah. Wade is out there looking like Wade again. Um, they got offense, which they always have. Yeah. And I actually like what I saw the other day out of German Marquez. There's a, there's a couple pitchers that are throwing well. They just got to figure young out. Yeah. They got young pitchers, which is what they showed last season, which was impressive. Mm-hmm. But they got to figure out, uh, they got to figure out how to limit other teams runs in Colorado. Right. In my opinion. That's, well, you know, I would concede that I wouldn't try to limit runs in Colorado if I was them. I would just, just go try with to the slug. mindset of, I have one of the best offensive teams in baseball and just let's slug it out. Every night in Every Colorado. Every night in Colorado. Forget that, that's, a, that's cool. Yeah. I could, I could, because I could ride know, with that. Yeah, with Arenado and Blackman, and then even Trevor Story hit 25 home runs. as a He strikes out 200 times, but he hit 25 home runs. If that's what you're looking for, then you're looking you know, for, and you have Ian Desmond, he's going to do the same you thing. You've got three guys that hit for average. Carlos so, Gonzalez. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And he's in the contract year, so you'd probably, you know. And he, we haven't even brought you, up DJ LeMayu because he's actually probably the best hitter on the squad. Well, but that's what I was going to say. You have a lot of guys who actually hit at or near 300. Yeah. You got Arenado, Blackman, LeMayu, uh, you know, possibly Carlos Gonzalez if he gets himself back together. Yeah. That, that's a formidable offense. Um, I think they need a little bit more depth from what I've seen so far. If we stay in the West and we go to San Francisco, which is your and I, what we felt like was our sleeper team. Mm-hmm. San Francisco's pitching is doing well. I think that once I think that once they get their uh, pitchers back, Bumgarner back, and Samarja, I'm not crazy for Jeff. I'm not crazy for Jeff either. But he's enough to he's with the offense that they brought in. He'll be enough to win for them to win games. And I think Kutch had a breakthrough moment the other day. Sure did. The six hit game is the kind of game that makes you remember that you were one of the best players yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but this is baseball. This is baseball. It's going to average out. Believe that. Mm -hmm. But I think that his average is way up. Yeah. And yeah. then if we stay in the West, but we flip leagues, how about Shohei Otani? Unbelievable. That's why I drafted him in the third round. Very impressive. And I had the first pick, and I did not draft him like a meathead. <laughs> and he's proven to be what he, what he was advertised to be in Asia. He, I mean, he is, is a, as advertised. He is a monster. He's a stud. He's blowing 98 to 100. Showtime. Great showtime. <laughs> with crazy split piece, crazy slider, and he goes deep. And everybody's still questioning, well, well, let's see how he can do, you know, for an extended period of time. He's been doing it in Asia for a few years now, and I think it's real. I think it's real. And also, one thing that I love about Otani, kind of following in that vein of Puig and Yasiel, uh, uh, sorry, and Bryce Harper, he loves the game. You can see he's, he's emotional. Pumped. He's, he's pumped to be out there every day. But you know what? Why is it as we, and as in American baseball, we don't get pumped up about the games? You're supposed to, like we spoke about before, be corporate about it. You know, you hit a bomb and you put your head down and act like you've been there. Now that's the, this is I what mean, we've but, been taught. It's but, tradition. Yeah, but when you go to the World Baseball Classic and you watch every all these other teams, they're pumped up. They're banging drums in the seats. They're yeah. yeah. Running banners through the crowd. Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> yeah, they're doing it all. It's true. It's true. Well, Shohei looks real, and he's definitely helped to shore up the lineup. Honestly, the person I think that he helped most was Albert Pujols. He might have just given Albert Pujols the, the Magic Johnson treatment and extended his career yeah. in real life. I wonder if they're going to move him up in the lineup, though. He's in the, like the six or seven spot. I don't know what Social's doing, and I would never have a guy like him at the bottom of the at lineup. At the bottom of the Can lineup. Can you imagine having he's to go back to too. back? That's what I'm saying. Can you imagine having to go back to back with Otani and Trout? Well, you don't want to pitch to either one of those dudes. Okay, so Mike Trout is supposed to be the best hitter, best player in baseball. I don't agree with that, but if that's what they're saying, okay, let's put Otani in front of him. That's what I'm saying. And and that's Mike why Trout I said imagine going Otani-Trout. Yeah. yeah, but I'm saying because they have, they have Trout in the two-hole and just push it down a little bit. That's just, I just, this is what I just on. said, bro. Okay. Is that, no, I'm, is just, that, I'm let's, just clarifying let's, the let's numbers go, in the situation. Yeah, yeah, that's why I said imagine two, facing Otani-Trout. If you go Otani Trout, this is it. And Pujols. And then Pujols. You count on Pujols to drive in runs. This is what he's going to do. I don't care what happens. I don't care how bad his wheel is. I would is. actually might drop him down to the, you know, the five-hole Pujols and put Cole Hamels in the four-hole. Cole Hamels? Uh, what? No, how about Cole Calhoun? <laughs> <laughs> this is Hamels. <laughs> uh, no, you know what? I actually, I would keep Howard right there, and I would put, I would put Cole... I would put old Cole Roscoe in, P. Goldtrain. in the five. He likes to strike out too much for my, to be my four hitter myself. But Poole strikes out a lot now too. He does, but I can deal with his strikeouts because he's still going to launch like he went yesterday. He's still going to go to a launch everywhere, not mm-hmm. just at Angel Stadium. And how about that? Just, they, oh, yeah, we, they got Justin Upton too. So Cole Calhoun is definitely not the guy. Yeah. Their problem. Garrett Richards looks good. Your Why man Tyler go- Skaggs looks like he finally figured out what's going yeah. on. He yeah. looked like the old Tyler Skaggs. Yeah. Um, Shohei Otani is unhittable. It is literally unhittable. <laughs> I mean, the guy was almost perfect through seven. 
I mean, but you, when you go back and look at some of the Asian pitchers in history, they they bring it to the table, man. The people act like they don't or they can't the for you can front on them. time. Well, you were just talking true. to you the other day, yesterday off air, you had also another great point about why these guys sometimes are ineffective. We're talking about the once they get here and and we want to make adjustments, we want to fix them. Well, I don't understand the theory behind fixing something that's not broke. These guys are good. That's why you've hired them. That's why that's you, why you went so across the world. That's why you went across the world and paid a crazy bonus just to speak to them. And now all of a sudden, I I want to I want to fix your mechanics. Yeah, I want to fix your mechanics and blow out their arms or do something. Tanaka, Darvish, all of Dice them. K. Yeah, Dice K. Even um, Nomo's the only yeah. one they didn't play with. Yeah, they didn't play with Nomo, and Nomo came over dealing. It's real. Dice K came over dealing. Dice K came over dealing. You Darvish came over dealing. When you Darvish was in the World Baseball Classic, when we went and watched him the first time, unhittable. He was unhittable. He's like, he's right it's, like it's like when he came to the Rangers. He was. Remember, he was striking yeah. out 200, 250 dudes a season. But of course, we need to make adjustments. Just like they're trying to take credit for making adjustments for Shohei Itani's uh, batting. I mean, <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable to me. The kid was considered the Babe Ruth of Japanese baseball, and now all of a sudden you bring him over here and we fix his problem. He had a problem. We needed to fix him. That's why we brought him over here. Pay him millions and millions of dollars to fix him. He did not have a problem. He did not have a problem. (laughs) The kid did not have a problem. 100 is 100. And that dirty splitter is a dirty splitter. Whether it's around the world I'd like to know who's teaching these kids to splitter over there. Is it Jack Morris? Did he go over there and open a clinic where he's just, him and Mike Scott are just over there teaching (laughs) all of the Japanese kids how to throw a crazy splitter? Well, not only that, though, look at all the pitches that they have. Their arsenal is just unbelievable. They have like five five pitches that are are above average. That's it. There's no limit on there. It's not like, okay, we're going to focus on one pitch. We're going to focus on two pitches. But you know from being in baseball that what they do a lot over here as well is that everybody always says stay away from breaking balls until you get older and you're you know, career or whatever, even when you're in Little League or wherever. And it looks like they pump throwing breaking balls and everything. Early. Uh, early. You know what it seems like? It seems like they pump the rubber arm. Uh-huh. They they don't have a problem with just throwing it and throwing it and throwing it, you know, and they get their six days of rest, whatever that is, because they pitch every seven days, and it seems as though they can heal up from that. Now, I think that what might come back to bite them with Otani is that Mike Socia and them babying him. This is a problem. This is a problem in all of baseball. Yeah, this is a problem because now yesterday he didn't play because he pitched – the day before, and then they don't want him to to swing the stick the day that after yeah, or yeah, yeah, the yeah. day before. I mean, that's you're playing six games a week at least, so that means he only gets four games a week to swing the stick and one to pitch, whereas he can swing the stick. The bomb that he hit in, in Anaheim the other day was, I mean, a mammoth shot. Oppo. Unbelievable. Yeah, this is, uh, you know what, it, and he, I, I don't understand this. Back switching gears to Major League Baseball and their adjustments and the rules of play and games, game, rule of speed, whatever the stupid thing is called. We're saving six minutes now, they said, which uh, is ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. Don't watch the game if you got to save six minutes. Why am I paying a ticket and then going to the park and trying to save six minutes? And on top of that, make the replays faster if we're trying to save time. Why put a time limit on? The guys are supposed to be sitting there watching a game in a room. Why does it take you so long? And then now you still get the call wrong a lot. What I, is going on? It's a pissing contest because they don't want to be wrong, so they'll just basically they'll still say, well, he was out, even though he was safe, just because I don't want to be wrong. And it's but not who's right. in the pissing <laughs> contest? It looks like the umpires with the, with the, the managers and the coaches. When they, call, when they call for a replay, and we literally see that the guy is safe or they out. They see it. And, and they see the same thing that we see. Even the fans, when they put it on the jumbotron, they're like, oh, and then these guys are like, no, you didn't really see that. 
<laughs> it was an illusion. It was an illusion. It's crazy. Well, let's go back to the teams. Uh, Seattle was playing better baseball than I expected Seattle to start going the nowhere, season. Dude. I don't think so, especially with uh, Nelson Cruz. Yeah, I was going to say Nelson Cruz with the bad wheels. Yeah, every Nelson year. Cruz is hurt, and then Felix Hernandez, I think, still hasn't learned how to pitch with his lesson stuff. Right. Um, James Paxton seems like he's having some either some mental problems or some physical problems. I don't know which one it is yet. The back of the rotation isn't anything to write home about. Right. Um, the Oakland A's are giving you classic Oakland A's, even though they're playing better than I think. You know, they're playing better than anticipated. But I don't think uh, you know. Th- I think that they got hurt by those kids that they wanted to bring up because they ended up with arm issues. Jarrell Cotton, he ended up blowing his elbow out, and that kid that was. <laughs> Uh huh. And then that kid AJ Puck, that was considered one of the best pitchers in the minor leagues, he blew his elbow out in spring training. I I think you're absolutely right. I think you're absolutely right. Um, Texas going nowhere again. The the Rangers are not serious. You just wonder how the organization fell off so heavy from when they had Uncle Ron out there going to the World Series, and Nelson Cruz was one extended arm away from winning the World Series. Right to them being just a complete debacle of an organization. So why are you picking on Nelson Cruz today? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I just, <laughs> Old he, just Nelly. Didn't, he didn't. He didn't make that catch. I need him to make that catch. Yeah, you did. I need him to make I that catch make on that a that Sunday league, yeah. let alone in the World Series. Yeah, that was, Game Seven. That was terrible. That was unacceptable. And people just let it roll like it like it didn't happen. But the top of the pops over there, and the top of the pops from last season are the Houston Astros. They look dominant. <coughs> they really just got better because they got better on the rotation. Charlie Morton looks like he's still Charlie Morton from the postseason, and he figured it out. Lance McCullers. Lance is and, 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 I have Lance on my team. Lance let me down last week, actually. Lance yeah, but went all five. All of them are going to eventually let you down one or two games. But, I agree. But, but you but, got four out of five? Yeah. I mean, Garrett Cole looks like the Garrett Cole of old before he was ran down in arbitration by the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> uh, instead of just paying that young man, you got a guy who's given you two or three seasons of 200-plus innings, and you decide to run him down and not pay him. You're paying him $483,000. I mean, the crazy thing about that was, that and I remember this is, was one of our first Ozone episodes, the crazy part about that to me was, he wasn't even asking for crazy dough. No. Like, he wanted to go from 483 to, like, 750 or right. something like that. Right. Not, like, 483 to 15 million, yeah. which is what he's worth. Yes. You know, and and now he looks like himself again. Um, you see this team playing with a confidence that looks like you could fast forward and they will be in the World Series because they're so deep. It's a different guy every single night. It doesn't matter who it is. They're, they're completely unselfish about who's the hero. Exactly. And when they're down in the ninth, you feel like this game's still not over. That's, a, yeah, that's true. And yeah. so it's kind of like that feeling you had from the Kansas City Royals of, uh, a couple years right. ago. And I think that they're going to have a better run than the Kansas City Royals, not just because of the depth, but because of the way that they've designed this organization all the way around, you know, yeah. from top to bottom. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's, there's not going to be. They're not going to spring a leak, especially with the way that the CBA is constructed so that these guys – They got just, control. Yeah, they got control of these guys, so they're going to be there for a little while. And also, who doesn't want to be – who doesn't want to roll with a the winner? They're in a winning situation. Let's move them to L.A. And, and then uh, – Ugh. The L.A. Astros. Ugh. The L.A. Astros of Houston. I'll... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you know, we got a lot of space. Yeah, especially since we got the L.A. and the L.A. – what? The L.A. Angels of Orange County. It doesn't work, dude. Uh, all right, uh, <laughs> thanks for that two cents. But the Houston Astros are Houston Astros are kicking butt and taking names. They're super dangerous now because they can beat you thirteen to five, or they can beat you two to nothing, like they did yesterday. This is this is real. This is a real thing. Uh, if we go to the Central, 
my favorite team uh, in in Minnesota, the American let me League guess. is no the Cleveland Indians. Oh, okay. The, I love the Indians. Indians. Um, I think Minnesota might beat them out this year. They might. They yeah. they just might. Lance Lynn looked good yesterday. Cleveland has is falling victim to what I see a lot of great teams, the supposed great teams or good, better, higher end tier teams are doing, which is they have a candy schedule early. And they're losing games they shouldn't lose. And that comes and, back to bite you. this is a problem. Unless they roll off like they have the past two years, a ridiculous winning streak. The year before last, there was, it was 17 games that they won. Last year, it was almost 30 games that they won in a row. And then that, that heals a lot of wounds. Yeah, but you know what the difference is? That the other teams that they were playing against at that point, wasn't, they weren't as good as they are now, like Minnesota and like Chicago. Chicago's brought up a bunch of kids that are going to be a problem, that they're going to steal some wins from you still. And Minnesota, Chicago's one that lost their last four games. Yeah, but I don't I'm, saying, think, I'm saying that they're going to steal some games from teams that they shouldn't just because they're going to I agree. But, but but and Minnesota is nobody way was, better than, than when what you they win thirty were. games, you beat everybody. When that you win thirty games year. in a row, yeah, and the year before that, it was seventeen. So that, this that is what I'm trying to tell you. I'm just so saying the, that this they, year coming up, Minnesota and the Chicago White Sox are going to steal games from teams like Cleveland before when I, they ran out thirty. I don't I I don't disagree. But what I also feel like is is once you get. 15 to 30 games in a row. I don't care if you play the 32 Yankees. You're going to win. When you're playing baseball like that, you're going to win games. It doesn't matter who's brought up some kids or anything else. These guys have a tendency for some reason under Tito Francona to get hot at, at the point when the weather gets hot, and they're a problem. You just can't beat them, and you can't beat them at the end of the, at the, end of the game just like you're talking about with Houston. Uh, unfortunately for them, that magic wore off. You know, they got hot at the wrong time because that magic wore off against the, the Miracle Yankees, who somehow or another decided to fire their coach. But we'll get to them. Uh, you've already talked about Minnesota. I like Minnesota. Still watching them so far. I don't love Minnesota like I want to love them. Um, I like them a lot, but I'd like to see their offense do more. But then again, they're playing in 35-degree weather outside because some jackhole decided to, to build an outdoor stadium in Minnesota. And get snowed out in the beginning of the year. Uh, and late. Forget about it. What if you actually do make the playoffs? It'll be cold. <laughs> what are you going to do in October? Minnesota's one of the coldest places on the planet. Man. And so the Tigers are a waste of time to talk about. They got one guy that's worth talking about, and his name is Miguel Cabrera. Hopefully he ends up as trade bait and actually waves his no trade clause and goes to somewhere where he's a contender. Um, I think that Michael Filmer's real, but the rest of the gonna, team. They're not going to let Mickey go because who's going to bring people in to fill Who's going to draw seats? Who's, yeah. who's going to bring them in? Um the Royals look terrible, including my main man, Danny Duffy. The only the person, the bright spot over there in Kansas City is the kid that almost threw the, the no-hitter yesterday, uh, Junice. Uh-huh. Junice? How do you say his name? Eunice. I do Eunice. Uh-huh. Eunice. Eunice Jake. Uh, yeah. And, you know, and the White Sox. I like what the White Sox have done. I actually have two White Sox players on my fantasy squad. I They're got, a little bit ahead of schedule right I, now. I think so, too. I think so, too. Uh, but they need some help from the weather, in my opinion, because they got a bunch of guys and a bunch of Latino guys from the Caribbean that are used to playing. They don't want to play in the snow. They don't want to play in the snow. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Uh, moving on, let's talk about the Major League Baseball's vanity division. And tonight, the rivalry will come back together. And in a couple minutes, the Boston Red Sox will lace up to play against the New York Yankees. Ooh-wee. And as predicted early, the Boston Red Sox are the best team in the East. Um, the Boston Red Sox have lost one game, and and then <laughs> you know what they the did? Best. They lost. They lost the first game, and then they won eight straight. Yeah. And now my only thing is, is whoever is putting these schedules together, I don't know. A lot of teams are playing a lot of crappy teams. It is what it is. You got to play everybody, but Boston's been playing crappy teams. 
they look great. Just, let's just say that. And unfortunately, Xander Bogarts got hurt. I'm a big Xander Bogarts fan, yeah. and he got hurt. And Fractured. He looked, yeah, and he looked great this season. Looks clutch. Super got clutch. Got him a salami. A salami. And um, pimped it. I like that. Um, the pitching looks great. Yeah. Just like you said, David Price looks like he's uh, uh, ready for a bounce back year. Even the normally shaky Rick Porcello looks great. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Who got in Rick's you can hide head. him. You can hide him in that, though. If yeah. you have that, yeah. that much depth. And they still don't even have Drew Pomerantz back. Yeah. Eduardo Rodriguez just came back and he pitched okay, and he's going to be—he's a force, man. And he's young and lefties yeah. lefties mature late, as we know. Um, the offense, forget about it. They got a lot of weapons. Hanley Ramirez looks like he's taking it very personally that the league doesn't respect him like they did when he won the batting title, right? Even though that was th- ten years ago. Yeah, and and you know what? What they do different than what the Yankees do is that they don't depend on the three run bomb, and that's big. No, but they, they also can deliver. But it. they can deliver it. If they need to, <laughs> if it you know, because up. they move runners over. They they take the extra bag, even though I've seen them get thrown out quite a bit. But yeah. they're still willing to push the issue. I think having the coach that just won the World Series as an assistant coach helps a lot with that. Yeah, and, no I, question. And, and you can see a lot of that Astro style when you watch Red Sox games right now, and that is only a positive thing for right. the Red Sox. It's true. Um, and if we move down just in the actual standings, Toronto's playing better baseball than expected. Right. They don't really have anybody up there, but they put together uh, uh, a yeah, bunch of a nice squad. A nice squad. I really like nice what the coach squad. has done. Ooh, you got Solarte. You, you got you got Smokes. Yeah, you have Justin, Justin Smoke, who's, Justin who's Smoke finally, finally got it together. Yeah, he seems like he's finally figured with it out. With Donaldson? Donaldson's, Russell Martin? Donaldson's having problems with his body. I really hope he gets it together because Josh Donaldson is a force. When yeah. He's, you know, yeah. he's, he's arguably the best third baseman in baseball when he's yeah, himself. He's playing on that turf. Yeah, it's not helping. You just saw it just completely destroy Troy Tulowitzki. I wonder if we'll ever see Troy Tulowitzki in a Major League Baseball game again. Yeah. Um, I don't know about that. The pitchers, once again, you know, Marcus Stroman was ran down in arbitration. Uh it seems as though it may this year it may have had a mental effect on him. I don't mm-hmm. know. Marcus is a great guy. We we hung out with him once. Um and Aaron, you got Aaron, Aaron Sanchez. Sanchez, who is good. Yeah. And honestly, he could end up being trade bait maybe for like a lot of prospects right. because he's the kind of guy that could go. Honestly, the Dodgers should look into getting Aaron Sanchez. They should. Marcus he, Stroman. He, or Marcus Stroman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh Toronto's playing better than usual. Uh Kevin Pilar. I mean, they have yeah. a they, they, You can see they believe in each other, yeah. which is nice. And they're having fun. They, 100%. And they're it's having a good time. And, and, and listen, I've hung out a lot in Toronto. You have a good time in Toronto. It's just <laughs> part of the deal. <laughs> what can you do? It's, it's a fun city. It's like a less pressured New York um, with a lot of bacon, eh? And, and a little bit of poutine. <laughs> and so let's, let's skip down. We'll talk about the, the, the greatest baseball organization of all time last uh, going to Baltimore, Baltimore's terrible as expected. They have yeah. no starting pitching. Dylan Bundy <laughs> looked good yesterday, but they have – I mean, they got nobody. Dylan Bundy looks good his past two starts, but so what? I mean, he has to hold teams to nothing. Yesterday he gave up one run or two runs or something <laughs> like that, and then, then they got spanked. The bullpen gave it up, yeah. gave up the booty. Um, Chris Tillman doesn't look like a major league pitcher. This Cameron point. Gosman. I mean, guys, just are not, they're just not good. Uh, and, and now they're going to have to give away Manny Machado. I would think. Yeah. I would think. Um, Tampa Bay is playing with a bunch of minor leaguers, but they're they're two and eight, and they're competitive, and they're and and they're competitive. They play but competitive they, games, but they're going to make a bunch of mistakes in the field. They just playing sloppy games. games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And sloppy pimping, sloppy pimping on the scene. <laughs> it never works out right. Yeah. And then let's talk about the team with the absolute, positively, the most chatter in all of sports in the off season, the New York Yankees. Ladies and gentlemen, your New York Yankees are five and five. That uh, equals a, a five hundred record. This is not something to be proud of with the team that they fielded based on their schedule. 
Now, the Yankees have played Baltimore, Toronto, and Tampa Bay, maybe. Maybe they didn't play Tampa Bay, but I think maybe it's just Baltimore and Toronto. They played terrible teams. Terrible teams. And they've <laughs> barely. And, and what's amazing about it is the problem is the offense. Yes. Which leads me to believe that the problem is Aaron Boom. Now, it's early, like we're saying, but Tanaka's giving you good starts. Severino's giving you good starts. Right. Jordan Montgomery's giving you decent starts. Decent. CeCe stunk to join up a little bit, but it's early. It's early. He, I think he'll come into form, and then he got hurt and put on the, the DL. Uh, but and, and, you know, same thing that we told you guys. Batances has never been himself since they ran him down to his face instead of just yeah. paying him. Yeah. And arbitration, once again. Arbitration is the work of the devil. Man, it's a bad deal. And so you have that, and then you have uh, ultimately the Yankees can't score runs. They can't score clutch runs. They can't score runs when they need to. Well, as I said before, you have to have someone set the tables for these sluggers out there. You got all these sluggers, and they, they're free swingers. You're not, they're not swinging for contact. They're swinging to hit home runs, and it's a big difference. So if you make – Didi Gregorius swings – Didi Gregorius to, to hit line drives. In the lineup. Yes, to hit line drives and, to and, get on and base. And in Yankee Stadium, those line drives become home runs in a lot of ways. Exactly, but guess what? If you Contrary have Didi, to the conversation we had before, he's not better than Derek Jeter, but – he is the best, uh, I, he's he's the best better hitter, hitter in that lineup. Better hitter to me than Derek Jeter was, but probably we're not going to see him in a clutch situation do perform like Derek Jeter did. But during the normal season, he can swing the stick just he as good as any, almost any other shortstop in baseball. He's in the top five of all shortstops in baseball. But the thing of it is, is and that, he's and he's not where he should be in the lineup to actually reap the benefits well, they, of the protection well, of the lineup. Yes, but now they moved he's him the up protector. a little bit. Yeah, he's the protection. Now he's in the four hole, I do believe. And, uh, you know what? It seems as though they forced... Since Sanchez got hurt? Yeah, he forced them to put him in the fourth hole because... But why would you do that? If he's not leading off, he should be definitely be in the two-hole. I would actually prefer to have him in the three-hole. I like he, him in the three-hole. Because he's a hitter. He's a hitter. He's not a slugger. And he's there's a, a big hitter. difference because you have Sanchez that's a slugger, you have Stanton that's a slugger, and you have Judge that's a slugger. I mean, I can't front on Stanton's numbers. So last year, he, he went a little bit away from just slug. Last year's numbers weren't video game-esque, but I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, but, but you have to have someone set the table. Nobody's setting the table. Then even these guys are just going to hit a bunch of solo home runs. And this is what's going on now. Car- it Jim is a problem. Yeah. And you watch it. You watch pitchers deal with him. I saw a stat the other day that was amazing. They said last year he walked 25 times. This year he had five walks in the first week of play. They are, they are scared. Pitchers are concerned with pitching to D.D. Gregorius. Yes. And yet at the same time. And they time, go right after Stanton. They go right after Judge. Uh-huh. Because they can. But you have to put them in a good situation. <laughs> Shout out to Intelligent Tony. <laughs> <laughs> love, love. It is National Siblings Day, ladies and gentlemen. I just want to express how much I love all of my siblings. I don't usually get along with them, but I love them all. Uh, so I agree, man. The Yankees, even though all Yankee fans are trying to say, oh, man, it's early. We don't have nothing to worry about. From what I'm seeing. You have something to worry about. I'm very interested to see how this Red Sox series works out, to be honest. Yeah. Because they're about to play. Uh, they're about to play in Boston. And I think they got to see the good stuff. I think they got to see, see Sale stuff. and 
the the top of the rotation. And everybody's and everybody's been exploited. All their little holes in their swings and everything. <laughs> yeah, that boy's been watching. Been and watching. truth be told, when you got stuff like Chris Sale has, I don't care if you got holes in your swing or not. He's going to put something in there. <laughs> I'm going to put some holes in your bat. <laughs> right. Yeah, man. And David Price is looking crazy great. Drew Pomeranz will be back in a little while. I yeah, mean, they're doing a rehab. He's doing a rehab. The biggest out. thing that the Yankees are going to have to overcome is not falling back too far, too quick with the Red I Sox. Agree. Because, I agree. Because they can stretch it out on you. Yeah, and, and then, then you're playing for a wild card. Then you're playing for a wild card. Then you have to go through all these other teams that yeah, are going to cause you problems. Like are, Cleveland, Minnesota. I agree. And chances are you're not going to pull off what you pulled off last year. And they've always had a problem with the Angels. So if they have to play against the <laughs> Angels in the, in, the, in, the, in the wild card situation, I'm going to take the Angels. Wow, you're going early predictions. Ooh, I can't wait to get to October, God Woo! willing, and look back at this. Well, the, I'm, I'm, to be honest, if Mike Sosha doesn't mess it up, the Houston Astros have to watch out for the Angels. I agree. They got a squad. They have a serious squad. They have a serious squad. All right. The pitcher rotation is a little got bit messed JC. up. You yeah. saw that? Yeah. Got J.C. Romero with that Tommy John piece. So, the, But the pitching is not up to code, but you have Tyler Skaggs, and if they can get anything from Andrew Heaney and with Gary Richards and Otani, you have a formidable rotation. You have a formidable rotation. But. The Astros, I mean, it's ridiculous. No, no. I mean, they, they're, they're the Titans. <laughs> they, they are they the class of the Titans a, themselves. Their hole is Ken Giles, and, and, <laughs> and they're starting to get away from him. Unbelievable, right? They're literally starting to get away from him. Brad Peacock closed the game the other night. As he should. Yes. You can't hit Brad Peacock. <laughs> can't hit Brad Peacock. <laughs> hey. So then let's go to the National League. The most overperforming team, in my opinion, are the New York Mets. How about the Mets? Yeah. Matt Harvey looks somewhat like himself. The other night, he actually gave up a bomb uh, because of an error from Asdrubal. That wasn't right. – and, and and yet he didn't – you know, the past year when Matt got – after he got hurt and he came back, he didn't have that confidence that he had in his stuff. So then when anything went wrong, it all – the wheels came off. Right. Uh, yes, well, day before yesterday, whenever it was – he gave up a two-run bomb, and he was down to two to Harper. nothing to Bryce Harper. And I, it was a – Bomb. Bryce Harper does it to everybody. And yet, he, that's the only two he gave up. He got himself together, and I think it, maybe he gave him one more, I but think he got he himself one together. More. Yeah, and they won that game, I think, 5-3. to three. No, it ended up going to 5-5 for the longest. I think it that was an extra inning game. Uh-huh. Yeah. But my point is, is that he ended up finishing his start strong. It, it was a quality start. What the those runs weren't even earned, really. But, uh, you know, I, I, I'm impressed. Because I like Matt as a person, but I don't think that he has it anymore. Wow. Um, well, we'll see. But the, other, the, other, the was, other guys in the in the rotation still got it. They still got it. <laughs> Thor <laughs> has it. Jake DeGrom has it. Steven Matz has it. Steven Matz is still a question mark around him. You know, he's he's nice, but he, he hasn't, hasn't been. He, I, don't think he's, I don't think he's fully healthy right. again yet. Right. But he's pitching. But, 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 but mentally, though, I want to see him mentally. himself into health. And then all these guys, I like the shortstop that they have over there, but their rotation, their lineup is a little I don't think up. their lineup is right. Yeah. I don't think the lineup their, is their right. Their lineup is not right. But they have, but they're producing. Yoenis Cespedes is producing. Yep. Adrian Gonzalez is producing. Uh, in, Conforto in, came, and now he's... Conforto came. Forget about it. <laughs> Conforto came. But how long can Adrian it? Gonzalez produce? You know We're he has gonna a chronic see. back problem. We're going to see. We're going to see. And if not, I mean, I think what the plan is... To bring Dominic Smith? Is to move... No, I think they're boning Dominic Smith. To be honest. Definitely the bonus. I, I think the plan is, is to move Jay Bruce to first base oh. and then to have what's his name take over in center field. Um Conforto. Uh uh Nemo. Yeah, not Nemo the the, the, the Juan Legares. Juan Legares. Sorry. Thank you. Uh I think Juanito. Juan I think Juanito, they they want Juanito to roam out there because you know you have a liability in Cespedes. Juanito can go get it. Cespedes is a liability and, defensively. And, 
but you got to take that with that stick. <laughs> what can you, you do? Take it with the stick. Uh, and you know, and I think they, I think that's the plan. I think they're planning on boning Dominic Smith unless somebody gets hurt, which somebody always gets hurt. So right. who knows? The other big surprise in that division, the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves. I got, like the Braves. The Braves got offense for that ass, as they say. Leading the major leagues in offense. And one of the biggest things is that they've done another thing with the, the classic Braves. That they brought up all those kids from the minor leagues. Who they played cult- together. Yeah, and they cultivated them, and now they're, they're reaping the benefits. They sure are. Of the farm. They sure are. I mean, it's early, so we'll see what the Braves do. I don't anticipate the Braves making any noise, to be honest. Uh, who I do anticipate making games, some noise. They, they will still games. Who I do anticipate making some noise are the Washington Nationals, who, like the Yankees, are a 500 team. Um, pretty interesting. You I believe think- in Davey Martinez? I used to love I have so many David Martinez comic Common cards. cards. <laughs> so many David Martinez comic cards. I don't even know what to do with myself. Sometimes it would be two in a pack. It could be two in a pack. That's such a, that's such a dick move from Tops. But, uh, but what I will say is Daniel Murphy is the linchpin to their offense yes. in the way that Justin Turner is the, the center of the Dodgers offense. When Daniel Murphy comes back, I expect more from them. I also think that, and, and I know a lot of people don't agree, but Baseball is a warm weather sport, and all a lot of guys are playing right now right. in temperatures that you're not supposed to be playing baseball in. Just right. playing and simple, and uh, in the snow, in the snow, and near it, you know. And I just don't, I don't think that that's conducive to your best baseball. And so hopefully in the next couple of weeks it'll warm up all over the country, and we'll start seeing the best out of everybody. I just don't want anybody to get hurt right now based on you know the weather. Bad. Yeah, exactly. Um, then we got the Philadelphia Phillies at sitting at four and five, who also is a team that can steal games. They got They're a, a nice lineup. Gabe Kapler is a terrible coach. He's <laughs> a terrible coach. And and they the at one point he was almost a Dodgers coach. Can you imagine? Can you imagine how how much they would have ran him out of the city if he would have been doing those stunts? They would have ran Magic and everybody else out of the city. Too. Are you crazy? Did Gabe Kapler literally doesn't have a guy warm and he brings him in. <laughs> what, <laughs> what are, are you we doing? Do? This is and like a Major video League game baseball ball. has to reprimand him about that. Say, hey, is, dude, you can't bring people in that are not warm. You can't. And, and it's and it's forty degrees out. <laughs> what are you he's, doing? He's literally not and warm. So that tells me that like not only his arm isn't warm, <laughs> he's not warm. <laughs> He's not mentally prepared. He's not the game ain't mentally prepared, which means that the players can't be mentally prepared. Exactly. So you have Aaron Nola. He's pitching a great game. He's five innings in, sixty-five pitches, and you pull him, and then winning. Why are you pulling Aaron Nola? He's your stud. He's your stud. He's your ace. Gabe. Gabe still thinking about them Tampa Bay Rays days. <laughs> I don't know. I don't anticipate much positive, but I'm going to try to make it out to Citizens Bank this year. It always looked like a fun place to watch a baseball game, and I've never been to that stadium. Well, I like the kids that they got there. Though. I like a lot of those. kids. I mean, you have Kingery, you have the, um, you have out there, you got Cesar Hernandez. C- yeah, Cesar Hernandez. You, you have, have uh, Hoskins. Yep. I mean, they they have their lineup saturated with uh, Arietta. Look like the uh, Jake Arietta from Baltimore when he pitched the other day. Jake Arietta's been looking like the pitcher. I of think Baltimore. that's why they shipped him out of the <laughs> yeah, Chicago. Exactly. To be honest. Because you don't see that it was people breaking down his door to get him on their squad. Yeah, I didn't see that. Uh, and you then, got Michael. And you got Michael who woke up. Yes. Michael. Come boy. on, Michael. <laughs> Damn, I got you in my, my league. I had to sit you on the bench. <laughs> then you went completely ham. Had to, I need to get you in the lineup. Honey roast. I do. <laughs> uh, then you get the bottom of the barrel. You got the Miami Marlins. I feel for Don Mattingly out there. He's 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 you know him and him and the captain are dealing with the ragtag uh, band of fugitives. But they're young kids. They have a lot of spunk, which I like. But I think when you start off three and seven, it's going to be a lot to keep these kids focused to want to come out and compete every day. I like the kid over there, Anderson. They have a third at third, third base, Mister Anderson. He's got leather and he's yeah. got stick. 
He's got stick. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, he's yeah. swinging the stick right now. I would like you to see. Starling. Yeah, you got Starling. You got Justin Boar. Justin Boar singing the joint up right he now. He is, but you got him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got him on your squad. That's why. <laughs> Come on. Nobody but your lineup, needs, dude. He needs some help. He needs some. He needed Ozuna and Stanton. I think the biggest problem that Jeter and them have with that organization is that they didn't get any quality returns on the players that they got rid of. I mean, they didn't. There's not like one stand up, stand out, can't prospect. miss prospect. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna have to do something uh, because nobody is at those games. If you look at, if you watch, they just set the the record for their lowest attendance, which is probably some of the lowest attendance ever. They only had seven thousand people in the stadium the other day, and it made it look completely empty. And it yet was, the, and, yet the, and yet at the <laughs> same time, because that stadium is enormous, and yet that's not the, even a minor league game. And yet at the same time, the the, the watch the ushers out there, which will <laughs> act like you can't sit where you want to sit. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, and then moving on, the Central, last division we need to cover. Pittsburgh the surprise. Pittsburgh is busting heads, but th- in my opinion, they're another team Pittsburgh that has, right now being the Cubs. Yeah, but the problem that I have is is that they're busting up terrible teams. The Cubs are not the terrible <laughs> team, but they've played the Detroit Tigers. They've they've played the Cincinnati Reds, so they're playing bad teams. But you're doing and they're what doing what they're supposed to do. Supposed to do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jameis Tallion is real. He is real. Yeah, that, that kid is he's legit. One of the reasons why they felt comfortable shipping out Garrett Cole. Yeah. Yeah, and I think they must have somebody else in the uh, in the the kitty in the in the minor leagues to also. Feel oh like yeah, Tyler bring Glass up. now. They got Tyler Glass now. They got Tyler Glass yeah. now. Um, they brought in some offense with Corey Dickerson. Mm-hmm. They're willing to ride out with the young kids, Josh Bell and Gregory Star- Polanco and, and Starling Marte, if mm-hmm. he can stay off the the needle. And uh, you got guys that you got. They, they're good on paper, and I think Clint Hurdle's actually a really good manager. Well, you snuck in and got Corey Dickerson. That's what I just said. Oh, I didn't hear you bring up Dickerson. I'm sorry. CD. I, I didn't hear Creep. Yeah, Creep. <laughs> creep Dicker got over there and he's swinging it. And Clint Hurdle has his lineup right because he's at yeah. a, a, a high end of the lineup. Right. So you know, I'm I'm impressed with Pittsburgh. I don't expect them to actually go anywhere. And they have the the, the pitcher whisperer over there, Ray Searage. And he gets guys together. And he gets guys and, together. And I wonder if those guys actually pay him anything or give him nice like a car or something like that. I'm sure they because there's a do. lot of guys that he's really like you know one of the biggest the ones is J.A. Happ, right? The maybe the biggest one. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he did that with he helped Ivan Nova out real yes. seriously because Nova couldn't do anything at the end of his tenure with the Yankees. He was in a bad way. Um, you got the Cubs in second place. I anticipate a big season out of the Cubs. I think the Cubs are coming out of the National League, personally. Um, All the way. I think the Cubs are going to the World Series this year. Wow. Yeah, I really I, believe that. I really, Even though Anthony Rizzo's hurt, and that doesn't help my argument. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really believe in the Cardinals. Once it gets warm, especially with the kids. St. Louis brand of baseball works. Yes, it's, it's fundamentally sound, and they have so much pitching. Once they get rid of all these, if they can weed out the older heads, mm-hmm. the, the Nicholas guy and Adam Wainwright, but they have Weaver. And then they also have Man Flaherty. Yeah, Jack Flaherty in the minor leagues. He just struck out 11 people in, like, things, like five or six innings. But they send him down because they have these guys that, you know. Old guys that, yeah. need to, that they have big contracts. What's interesting as well is uh, they brought in Greg Holland to close and brought him in yesterday before he's – I don't really – He wasn't ready. Room temperature. I, yeah, he wasn't. Not, not, not in, the, in as far as his warm-up, but as far as his seasonal warm-up. Right, right. And this was his first appearance, and he blew a save. And, uh, you know, I think that actually is going to help Greg Holland because yeah. last year he was super effective. What, what did he end up with, 31, 35 saves? saves I think, yeah, like, like 39, something like that. Something he, had, like he had a good amount of saves. Yeah. I know that much. He was effective. Um, so the Cardinals are legit. Ozuna is real. Jose Martinez is real. Um, they, they got a lot of guys. Tommy fam. What's up, fam? <laughs> uh, you, got, you got a lot of guys over there. And uh, the Carpenter is, can hit the ball. 
Yadier Molina has given me some of the best at bats of the season so far. I've watched some great at bats from this right. guy. I mean, forget about him behind the dish. Don't even, don't even bring it up. That's just not, he's so far ahead of it, the, the competition. Forget about it. He makes guys look bad at the dish. He, he made the, he made the coach lose it the other day. Tony <laughs> <laughs> LaBelle, he lost it. Yeah. He yeah, lost yeah. it. Because he couldn't believe that your boy was calling a great game like that. Called a great game. <laughs> and, so, uh, and so then, you know, we can move to Milwaukee, who's given us some – Bad some, defense? Some terrible defense, but some exciting games because of their bad defense. I think Milwaukee's not real. I think they're pretenders. I think somebody's going to get hurt, and their season will go down the tube. I think they need some more their starters. already going down the tube, and they have Jeez. starters, too. I mean, they're 6-5. and five. It's not like it's, <laughs> it's – but, but, but they're smoking mirrors, literally, because bad defense – Makes you pay in baseball, and not only sure that, does. they have the okay. So they have a starter that gets hurt, but you have this kid, Josh Hader, that isn't actually a starter that you put in the middle of a bullpen. Why is he in the middle of a bullpen when you've groomed him to be a starter? He strikes out like more than a, a what is it, one point two hitters a game. I mean, yeah, inning. he's striking guys out. I mean, he pitched an inning yesterday, and he had four strikeouts, one point one innings, and he had four strikeouts. That means he struck everybody out. Yeah. That means he struck everybody out. He walked somebody, and then he then he struck out <laughs> the side. the car. Yeah, that's <laughs> he brought out his knife. It was Sunday, <laughs> Prime Rig, Thanksgiving, Carvery, um, and then we had the your favorite organization of all time. Don't bring him up. I know. I'm sorry. Is uh, 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 Joey Votto? Just just call him Joey. It's Votto. Joey Votto. <laughs> Joey Votto has his own organization now, folks. No, you got, Cincinnati you got the Cincinnati Reds, Reds. stinking to join up. Uh, classic Cincinnati. Unbelievable. I roll with them. Yeah. No, no, I know. What can you do? Yeah, what can I do? And why can't Billy Hamilton figure the game out? Because he can't hit. You can't figure the game. You can't steal first base. I mean, it's him and Jose Peraza. Jose Peraza is just as fast as he is. He can't steal first base. None of these guys can. Even if you have a guy like Joey Votto, who's going to get on base in front of him to drive runs out? It's a, it's a miracle that Joey Votto could even get to 100 RBI. It's a miracle. That shows how good he is. Yes. If Joey Votto came to a place like Los Angeles, <laughs> I mean, forget about it. If he goes to the Yankees, that, 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 you could argue that that lineup would be on par with like, that Toronto Blue Jays lineup. Yes, it would be one of the best <laughs> lineups in history. Yeah. If yeah, not yeah. the best. That lineup is. But if you put him well. with the Dodgers or any other team, there's no telling how many RBIs he would have. He's probably, they consider probably him. 150 RBIs. Yes, honestly. they consider him literally. The best, if not the best hitter in baseball yeah. completely because he walks when he needs to walk. He can go deep. I mean, his numbers are crazy. He can do it all, but he, got a he, crazy he has no support on that And thing. he keeps faking out fans like he's going to give them a foul ball. <laughs> and they keep falling for it. They keep falling for it. And now I don't even know how he's, he's faking the, people he's out mean with that Canadian. stupid net. Uh-huh. Man, I hate that net. Let's talk about things that I hate. I hate the net in Major League Baseball. This situation is we were watching a game. We do our tennis show, Advantage Omar, on TennisChannel.com, folks. Check it out. Um, but we do our show, and we were watching a game out in Charleston, and honestly, the Derek Jeter dive into the fans, cut the pretty face up play never happens anymore in the history of baseball. It'll never happen. Because, because the net is so ridiculously long. If you go to a Major League Baseball game, pay attention to the game. Otherwise, you're going to get hit in the head with a foul ball. Instead, I have to now be punished because there's another barrier between me and the game. I don't want to watch the game through the net. I'm sorry. I just don't want to do it. Now I got to move up to the load section, which means that I got to do interviews and take pictures all day. Right. Because of this net, because people haven't been paying attention to the game. So they've been getting hurt. Yeah, but I can understand you get hit by a foul ball. I don't want to see anybody get hurt at the no. game. But no, this no, is no. a part of the game. And, I, like and obviously, you can do something to make adjustments. I'm okay with the net going to a certain degree. Maybe, yeah. maybe the Yankee Stadium the, net is unbelievable. It's so, a, it's it's almost so is the Fenway one. <laughs> the Yankee Stadium one is in the outfield. It's and ridiculous. so is it Fenway. It's too far. I mean, it's, it, it takes really away from the game. Me. Really bothers me. And and another thing that I hate since we're here 
is the fact that Alex Rodriguez calls so many baseball I games. Hate, I hate that. I have to listen to Alex Rodriguez spew his BS all over my airwaves. I'm at the point where I want to call the game myself and just put the TV on mute. I Why don't want to hear Alex Rodriguez tell me about baseball when Why is it, it, being is, rewarded? it when 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 it is clear that he cheated the game his entire career, even from high school. From high school, it used to be we used to say, "Well, you know what? Alex Rodriguez is so good that he's actually like a Bond style juicer where." Don't doubt he was going to be in the league. He's going to be in the show regardless. And he just took his numbers to the next next level. No. I don't even know what Alex Rodriguez would actually have been without the juice because we never saw him, folks. And you know what's disgusting? What's even more disgusting than that is that. What's more disgusting than that? Him talking about a game, him announcing a game the other day and saying, talking about somebody being clutch. I'm this. He has no credibility when it comes to being clutch. Unbelievable. None. One time he clutched up in his whole life. And that was in wow, 2009. Life, you're not even getting, in 2009, he, he clutched. <laughs> 2009, <laughs> I have a camera on him. 2009, he, he clutched up for the Yankees. He was juicing. So I don't even. It just it, Alex Rodriguez makes me so sick, man. And I hate to sound like and, a and hater. He's been, but he's being rewarded That's for it. You know, and they shouldn't have him on t- television pumping these kids up and making him think that he's something that he's not because he's been a pretender. That's it. He's been a pretender his whole career. You fleece the game for more money than anyone has ever made Almost a half in a, the history half a of he, more than <laughs> the, it was the, the contract. The first one was two fifty. The extension was two seventy five. Wow! And now we're not talking about uh, of, of endorsements and so on and so forth. And we're not talking about Seattle either, right? This is just between. No, this is just Yankee deals. Yankees in Texas. I think Yankee- the Texas. No, no, that Texas deal was the first one he signed for two fifty, and then and then the and then the Yankees took that deal, and then they extended it. So, so the guy made almost five hundred million dollars. What was the number, Matt? Two fifty two in Texas. Two fifty two in Texas, and then two seventy five. The one that he negotiated on his own. He dropped Scott Boris and he negotiated it on his own. And and now with that, the guy has made more than half a billion dollars off the game of baseball. He drugged the game through the mud. He ran people down when they found out that he was cheating. I right. mean, he ruined people's careers. He like he he ran people down to hide his stuff. And but, but now who is this? And the, now yes. he's the darling of baseball. Who's who's the Why player? is Frank <laughs> Thomas whose numbers were 100% Angus beef in the words of Rex Tillerson sitting up there with this bum who not only juiced, okay, you juiced, and then he wasn't clutch. Then he wasn't clutch. Juice and be clutch, fool. Why wasn't he clutch? Because he's a loser. But despite the fact that he has all the money in the world, and he has the, the, the beautiful girlfriend, and he has, you know, whatever it, all this stuff is, Alex Rodriguez is a loser. I said it. And, and then I had a bunch of people hit me talking about how they want to, well, no, actually, I enjoy him. I enjoy him announcing the game. Guess what? There's a, a billion people out there who can give you great baseball game right, analysis. Right, I promise you. Right. And, and, and they didn't necessarily cheat the game. The way that he cheated the game is just unbelievable to me that everybody has embraced him. He's in the cage with Michael Conforto talking about swinging the stick. And, well, you know, this is, we just saw this here. Oh, this is a seven ball that he took off to no, the opposite field. Oh, I sure am envious of that swing. <laughs> Look at that. You're envious of a guy's swing? I'm like I'm not sitting here with a guy who hit 700 home runs. Come on, man. How many of those 700 home runs were legit? <laughs> How many of the five are? I give him two twenty-five. You give him two twenty-five. I give him two twenty-five. Alex Rodriguez is a big dude. He can get the ball out the park, but you know, I, it's just. But it's, when they made him get off the juice, though, he couldn't get the ball at the park. He couldn't even stay on the field. He fell apart literally. And so, what did he do? 
hurt the team. <laughs> got <laughs> back it. on the juice. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, but We're he, acting like, like Alex Rodriguez just got caught team. on the juice once. No, yeah, no, he hurt the team. He that's what he did. He hurt baseball. He didn't just hurt the team. That's this is and why then he blackballed the Yankees to the point where they had to blackball him out of the game. They had to literally push him out of the game. They still pay Alex Rodriguez. Alex Rodriguez is running around L.A., uh, uh, New York, Washington, D.C., having analysis of games while he's the Yankees consultant making his $27 million a year. And this wh- is And what kind of consultation is he giving? <laughs> bad ones. I mean, this is, this is, <laughs> this is bad counsel. The, the thing to me is he's, it's so much deeper than just Alex Rodriguez and, and juicing. This is, is what it's all about to me because ultimately this is a microcosm of where we are in the country of acceptance of nonsense and lies. I am no Boy Scout. I am not holier than anybody. Yet at the same time, when I do get busted for my nonsense, I got busted. It's me. I did that. You can't you sit around and not wear But you can, though. That's, this is the part about society. And then we all wonder, how do, how do we get to this point? This is how. It's, 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 a, it's just like the game of baseball. He literally can, makes you sick to listen it, to him. Oh, my watch God. I, I want to throw up. I'm like, Dude, are you kidding? The game of baseball is so wonderful and so wonderfully constructed that, once again, it is teaching you life lessons. And it, once again, is showing you a microcosm of America's pastime, how America's pastime was corrupted and now mirrors the United States of America and their corruption. If these were my mics, I would drop it right now. But I don't want to break anything. I, except for the spirit of whoever it is that is down with signing Alex Rodriguez's checks. I wonder who did that. Who, ESPN. Who, who thought, but the higher up, who thought that that was a great idea? The same people who fired 400 people or 1,000 people at ESPN and then gave some people $15 million for three people for a new show. This is, this is America, folks. And I'm telling you something right now. You better get yours because the system doesn't care about you. So you better get yours, and you better get right with the man upstairs because that internal piece is the only thing that's going to save you because this situation is, is ugly. It's ugly. I mean, we got Nets, They're promoting, doing we got the wrong nets thing, in the outfield at that Yankee right. Stadium, and we got a bum in the broadcast booth telling people about playing a game of baseball who we never saw do anything at all legitimately on the field. You cheated. The game. Yeah, and it's documented. And he got paid for it. And he got paid well, and he's still getting paid. And he's still getting paid. Unbelievable. And you're going to tell Garrett Cole he's not worth $483,000 a and year. You run De- How about De- that? And you run Deline Batanza. And you down. run an actual uh, giant who actually was made to play the game into the dirt until you break his confidence until he's a guy like Jabba Chamberlain where you break his confidence and you get him out of there yeah. and yet you constantly coddle. This is the same thing I see in the entertainment business, folks. This is, this is pervasive in every industry in, that has a corporate backing in America. They're guys that the system loves and coddles, and then there are guys who get boned by the system. Guess which one you're listening to right now? You got boned. Let's move on to boxing. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot of great boxing that actually is going on, a lot of news. Last time we left you, uh, Canelo Alvarez just got a a, a clinbuterald, and and Gennady Golovkin put him on blast, which – you talk about an altruistic individual. Gennady Golovkin just cost himself about $50 million. <laughs> like, forget it. Solely to speak the truth. This is the value and the danger of speaking the truth, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Think about that. This just bounces off what we were just talking about with A-Rod. See how I did that? Yeah. It's not an accident. Nice. Thank you. You're a professional. I work on it. Uh, but 100%. 100%. 
Gennady Golovkin knows that if he wouldn't have said anything, it'll keep going the on. The Nevada State Commission, no, in this particular, you know, it's going to keep going mm-hmm. on regardless. But the Nevada Athletic Commission would not have done anything. They would have gave him a slap on the wrist. The fight would have went on. Gennady probably would have knocked him out. But but he probably wouldn't have knocked him out because that's probably yeah. the reason why he didn't knock him out the first time. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But he would have got paid, and and Canelo would have got paid, and you know, all is well, and so on and so forth. And I think that I think that Gennady deserves a lot of kudos for taking, you know, for and standing up, for standing up for the truth. Yes, this is the thing, and for boxing and boxers and for sports, yes. for athletics, which is supposed to be a level playing field, which over and over again we keep finding is not that. It's not supposed to be dictated by size and dimensions or whatever. It's supposed to be an equal opportunity. You're supposed to go out there mano a mano and, and let it all hang out. It doesn't happen, though, because somebody feels like they have to get the advantage by cheating instead of working and out hard. The, the most competitive hard. people on the planet. So I understand. Yeah. Trust me, I'm super competitive. Yeah. So I get it. And, and you know, my thing is is that this guy just really deserves the accolades. Now his, his, his next uh, opponent has yet to be announced, but Gennady is saying, I'm fighting May 5th regardless. I need to stay tuned up and tight. And um, I believe that they're moving the, the fight to the stub hub. Looks like it. And, and – Gennady's hopefully will shine. You never know. He's putting himself in harm's way now because he was preparing for one opponent. Now he's got to now he's got to fight somebody else. Who knows what's going to happen? And that mental transition is tough, man. The mental transition is tough. The lights won't be as bright, so you really have to be focused. You and can't I, fight, you can't fight down. You know, yeah, and, and and that's the danger because yeah. you can. And so and then especially he's getting older. And now here's another uh, and then another piece that I thought was interesting to bring up here came from former Nevada Senator Harry Reid who himself was a, a pugilist at one point, and he said, uh, I thought Triple G won the first fight. That's just me. And I got something else to say. Mayweather always felt Canelo was on something. I'm going to go ahead and fight him. Mayweather was interested in the money. He said, <laughs> this is Mayweather's quote, I'm going to go ahead and fight him. Mayweather was interested in money, and he thought it would hurt the purse. He went ahead and fought the guy and toyed with him. This is very, very interesting that he said that. He followed up with, I am glad the Nevada State Athletic Commission stepped forward and hope they do something that will allow the penalty to be retro and go back to when it first came out so that in six months or so they can have that fight. The world deserves that fight. These two guys want to fight each other, and I hope that can be worked out. Maybe this fall they can have the fight. In the meantime, Triple G can go fight somebody else. This is interesting. I mean, we've heard rumors through the boxing world that Mayweather has had some some samples from USADA that came up dirty that just got swept under the rug because because, of his participation in paying off the USADA board. I don't know how true that is, but we do know that now in this situation, Mayweather thought Canelo was on something when they fought. He's probably been getting away with it forever, just like A-Rod. He's the golden boy, just like A-Rod. <laughs> yeah. Just the, like A-Rod. And nobody's the, ever pushed the issue because he's the golden boy. That's what it is. If the system sees enough upside in you, they will protect you. They'll, they'll just turn, and turn if they And if they don't, they will throw you to the wolves. And it is just, this is... This and all is he had to do was get knocked life. out by one person, and then all of that would have been out the, out Everything, the window. Everything, all of a sudden, yeah. he, they, he, every test would have came up. He would have <laughs> got suspended and kicked out the league and the whole song and dance. It's crazy. Uh, and what else is happening is, is I want to give a, a major love and shout out to Showtime Boxing. Showtime's putting together good cards nowadays. Nice cards. Nice cards. This card that they put in this last weekend was... I missed it. Oh, you didn't watch the fight. No. How are we going to speak on the fight if you didn't watch them? I missed it. I told you. I was down. Oh, well, they were really good fights. A really good fight. Arizona Lara uh, fought that uh, uh, that young stud, uh, uh, Heard, 
And I tell you what, this was a tight fight. A fight. Erzlandi Lara is a Cuban-born fighter that is very hard to hit. And he's a guy that, honestly, I think that he beat Canelo. Um, I think that, uh, uh, I don't know, I think that he, I think he beat Canelo, just plain and simple. They didn't call it that. But I, but I think that, I think he beat Canelo, and he's had some great fights. And you know what? He went out there, and Jared Hurd was notably bigger than him. And at times, he had to mix it up with him. And he hit him hard, and he hit him consistently, but he could not stop the pressure. And in the 12th round, he cut his eye open. Mm. And in the 12th round of this fight, 30 seconds left, Hurd finally hits him with a left that he doesn't see and drops him. He ends up winning a split decision, 114-113, because of that, because he dropped him in the 12th. Wow, it was that tight. It was a tight fight. It was a tight fight. I had Lara winning until that point. Wow. I could have seen a draw. And this, that was the, this is, man, Jared Hurd showed a lot in that 154 division. Wow. He's going to be a player. Charlo better beware. If Canelo decides he wants to come back down to 54, he better beware. I could see Kell Brook giving Jared Hurd a problem, though. And even though nobody ever really talked about Kell Brook anymore, Kell Brook is a hell of a fighter. He sure is. Um, but wow, what do you think that Canelo was that, goes that from here? Unified, that unified the belt. Uh, I think Canelo goes to the rematch of Golovkin, kind of like Senator Reed said. I think they end up actually having a fight, but I think it happens around uh, Labor Day. And I think they have that fight. Then after that, we'll see where it goes. I really hope at some point we get Danny Jacobs and Canelo. I really do because I think Danny Jacobs beats the tar out of Canelo. I think that's so much of a mismatch. I don't even think that'll go the distance. I don't. I don't think. I think he stops him. I think he stops in less Canelo. Than six rounds. Wow. I don't know about that, but I think he stops him. Depends Especially on if he's not on the juice. Depends on how much meat he eats, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, so you have that, and then also James DeGale showed up and got his belt back against Caleb Truax, and. I really like watching DeGale fight, man. I really do like, like watching him fight. And he, this was a bloodbath. I, he, there was so many headbutts and cuts. It was a Styles problem from lefties and righties. It, it was, you needed to see it. It was like a horror film. The fight was pretty incredible. It, it was incredible in the sense that they were able to continue with that much blood and guts running around. Because wow. they couldn't see. There was, both of them got cut up. DeGale from butts. Definitely couldn't see. From butts. And Bird, the, 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 ref. the ref, Bird, messed around and called it a punch, which, right. which, gave, him, which gave him that round, Truex. But the, I, this situation, I believe that the cards actually got it right, and, and DeGale won the fight. And it was uh, it was great. It was uh, yeah, I was that's Bird that's related to the that's Bird that that's Bird whose whose wife is yeah. the one that was on the take for the Canelo Triple yeah. G fight. That's yeah. that same family that should get out of boxing. And I'm not even one to talk about people. You know, I don't like to mess with people's livelihoods like that. But in, I don't I don't they they seem like they don't have it. They just don't seem like they have it. But these were two great fights. Now another disturbing thing that uh, that. We can talk about we haven't we never spoke about, but right now they're saying the rumor mill is is that Eddie Hearn gave Deontay Wilder a twelve and a half million dollar take it or leave it offer to fight Anthony Joshua. You know what? When I look at the numbers of what De- Deontay Wilder's been pulling in, that's good money for him. Well, I, this is what <laughs> this is what I was saying on Twitter. I believe he's worth more than that because the, the fight I, is going to believe it too. The, the fight is going to take in a hundred million dollars. So you're talking about a twelve and a half percent versus you know even a, a, a sixty five thirty five split, but twelve and a half million. If you've never made twelve and a half million, 
I can't say no. I'm going to tell you the truth. If <laughs> they tell if I feel me, like I got you. It, 100%. I'm, I'm going like, to tell you something else. I'm all in. I don't have Anthony Joshua. But if Eddie Hearn called me and told me I'm good for $12.5 million to fight him, guess who's going to get knocked out in England? <laughs> Omar. It's going to get knocked out in England. Advantage Omar. Disadvantage Omar. Until you wake up. Come and on, dude. Let's go to the bank. Let's go to the bank, dude. I got to keep you awake, though. And uh, and I'll be eating my fish and chips for life. <laughs> and, and I tell you what. You'll be a gummy bear. 12, 12 and a half. Oh, he's going to break my teeth. Believe that. Again. Believe that. I just hope he doesn't give me brain damage. You know, <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't confirm or deny. Hopefully I get knocked what out. What you do? Hopefully I get knocked out early. Hopefully I don't get, he doesn't punish me for 12. <laughs> yeah, he might be timid because I'm his size. But, you know. Anywho, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's tough. I hope those aren't the numbers, but you never know. Yeah, but even if they are. Like I said, I, I feel like he's getting ripped off, but it was one of those ploys that they're giving him the Floyd Mayweather. I'm the A side, you're the B side. Yep. And not only that, you're going over and there. To- so much of boxing, I'm sorry to cut you off, okay. so much of boxing is lost at the negotiating table. Yes. So much of the actual bout yes. is lost at the negotiating table. Yes. Sorry. Same thing that happened with Marvin Hagler and Sugar Ray Leonard. Same thing's happened with Floyd Mayweather several times. Mm-hmm. But you're talking about the I'm the A side and you're the B side situation, and here we go. Now Joshua actually brings in so many people to these stadiums, 80,000 people. 90,000 people. Come on, He's man. got it's, a nation it's, behind him. It's, it's ridiculous. And it's not the nation of Islam. Right. And he has four belts. Deontay Wilder has one. So, and I'm not down with people getting ripped off, and I feel yeah. like Deontay Wilder, Wilder deserves more money. But honestly, I would take that if I was him. I would take that just because I know that if I feel in my if heart, if I beat him, that they I, need the yeah, rematch exactly, and it's gonna and now, be I'm gonna give it to you in, in Brooklyn, and and I'm gonna get a hundred million. Yes, this is real. This is real. And then let's be so serious. Let's if you can't so live so off of twelve and a half million dollars. That, that's a surprise. Yeah, so let's look at it long term. If you look at the big picture, you're getting screwed right now. But if you can do what you say that you can do and go there and execute, then you're walking on easy street from here on out. This is true. Because this now you're true. saying, I'm going to get $100 million. I'm, I'm going. He literally can get $100 million. He can get $100 million. Well more than that. He can the get 100 The big boys, too. The big boys, unlike the little boys. No, no, no. He could get 100 just for fighting Joshua again. That's not even talking about yeah, what happens no, no, after that. Even, no. But, you know, didn't, now you get to throw the Tyson Furies in there and all the rest yeah, of them bumps everybody want to see. It, listen, and so uh, I have to say that was hilarious. How do you feel about that Parker, that, that Parker Wilder fight? I, I honestly liked it. it it's, it's more like, like watching a pitching duel because people don't like to watch technical things. Yes. And that's a technical, that was a technical fight. Parker was in and out. He's moved great as a big man. I think Parker is a problem in the division. I think that he could have caused a lot of other people problems in that in that match. But you know what? Joshua did what he was supposed to do. He stood out there. He weathered the storm. He punched. He threw his jab. He threw his punches behind his jab and off his jab. And he didn't get knocked out. He he fought a technical fight and he and he executed, which was great. People f- felt like he should have put him on the ground, but it's not that easy when you have a big man that can move like that. Really not. And he could take a punch. Exactly. He's like the Gronkowski of boxing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a, he was a. It was impressive. I, I have to say it was impressive. I didn't necessarily want to watch the fight as that way. I would have rather seen more action, just because I like action with the big boys. But at the same time. Uh, you know, it is what it is. It, it, it was a good fight. Joshua showed he was the champion. He definitely won the fight. I don't think if I'm Deontay Wilder and I watch that fight, I'm any more impressed with Anthony Joshua. No. I think the but biggest that, but- issue is is that Joshua is technically and fundamentally sound. And, exactly. And that's going to be a problem. And that's the biggest problem. From If he watched that fight and even if he wasn't impressed, if he saw that fight, you would say, wow, 
uh, Joshua didn't look good. But from a, a technical standpoint, he's a problem. A big man that's fundamentally sound like that, he's going to call Deontay Wilder a problem because Deontay Wilder is not fundamentally sound. He's wild. Yeah. And not he's in a the, wild and, wilder. And not in a way that helps you. In boxing, the no. fundamentals are super important. Just like you just saw, um, what was your man that had him in trouble? Uh, Ortiz. Yeah, Ortiz. If Ortiz was in a Joshua type of situation in a Joshua body, he would be he would have put him to sleep. Or if he was ten years younger, yeah, than, or ten he, years he was his actual age. Yes. Well, Tyson Fury's out there bumping his gums because he wants to get paid, and uh, you're not mad at him. But that that, that fight wouldn't. He's also undefeated, though. Yeah. So you can't front. You, you, I believe Tyson Fury believes that he can beat him, just like he believed he could beat Klitschko. So I can't front on guys who actually have done What's what they record? said they're going to do. Twenty nine and zero or something like that. Let me see. Let's see what Tyson Fury's record is. Uh, I pulled up Tyson Chandler's record. Would you like to know what Tyson Chandler <laughs> What's uh, Phoenix at? Oh, my goodness. Tyson Fury is 25-0, and 0, 18 knockouts. His record is actually better than Joshua's. Yeah. I mean, he's, it's, it's, it's not pretty, but it's effective. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, I think that, you know, he came out. He, Tyson Fury said, let me see if I can find it. It's better if you, if you hear it yourself. That was a shit fight, shit performance by both fighters. Listen, AJ, please don't fight Wilder because he'll knock your spark out and take my 50 million. Let me break you in your little bum. <laughs> That's fantastic. I like hearing Brits talk crazy. <laughs> it's, 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 it is it's, crazy. It's, it's hilarious. It's a nice crazy. It's a very <laughs> proper crazy, right? They don't talk crazy like we talk crazy here. <laughs> reckless. Because <laughs> we talk reckless. Deontay Wilder just talked about how he wanted to kill somebody in the ring. <laughs> Which this is reckless. Is reckless. <laughs> this is Y&R. What are you doing? You're, you're over the top right now. <laughs> this, you can't do this. Now we, have, now we have Joshua's comeback. Then we can see how serious people are about taking fights. But I think like 2018 was always a, a time to capture all the belts. And we're one, we're one away now. And then... Um, like, it's been a big question that was asked after the after the fight, and I spoke about it then, and I just said that I'm not into that business of um, hype, 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 talk, 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 talk. Um, and I'd love to kind of maybe go, go to America with Eddie or Rob and, you know, look at the landscape and see how serious they are, you know, and deal with this behind closed doors, because a lot of negotiations can go on over social media and YouTube channels and stuff, but I think that in terms of when you're doing serious business, you have to sit down in confidential privacy and discuss terms and conditions and so on and so forth, and then we can see how serious people are about taking fights. And so there's that. I mean, Anthony Joshua continued to tell Tyson Fury to stop talking and start training because <laughs> he's out of shape. So uh, The coked-out Tyson Fury. Everybody's going to take him serious. I know this is more like, more or less to me, is like more of a gimmick than anything. I don't, don't believe that it'll be competitive. I honestly believe that Anthony Joshua would, drop, would knock him out probably in five rounds. And usually if you don't knock out Tyson Fury, which nobody has, it's just because he's so unorthodox. But being fundamentally sound will stop that. I don't know what happened with Klitschko. He was just, he was, oh, he was having, he girl, was having marital problems. Yeah, marital problems. Because Klitschko usually... And he hadn't fought in a while. Yeah. It seemed as though he was kind of just, like, tired of being the champ. Not tired of being the champ. But he was right, but he needed like, something to push him over the top again. Yeah, he yeah. didn't have the fire at all. He did not have the eye of the tiger. But either way it goes, Tyson Fury had all the belts. The trappings of success gave him a problem, and then he ended up, you know, uh, out of the game 
and in rehab, which is unfortunate. I hope he pulls himself together. The trappings of success seem to have gotten the best of Conor McGregor as well this past weekend. And Conor McGregor went out there to the UFC match. In Now, you tell me, was it staged or not? It seems like it was a ploy. You know? It seemed like it was a ploy because conveniently Floyd Mayweather that same night went out and talked about how he's willing to box, but it's only in the octagon. And, and I you, say box because they're talking about how... No kicking, yeah, no, no kicking, wrestling, no knees, no, no elbows. That's a boxing match. That's a boxing match. Without your cage, shoes on. Without your <laughs> shoes on, which you'll still win. Uh, but dummies will buy it. I just talked to somebody last night, actually, who said, you know what? If he goes into the cage, I don't care what the rules are. I'd spend up to $300 for the pay-per-view. Wow. So I mean, is. This, is the general, this is why Floyd Mayweather's rich. I'm assuming he's still rich. Um, and you know, this is, it's interesting. I couldn't care less. Um, I actually, unlike most people, I think Floyd Mayweather could still be an effective MMA fighter because most of those guys, when I watch either you get wrestled and tapped out or somebody outboxes them. These are the two options. And Floyd Mayweather is still fleet of foot and he took not enough punishment so that he's not able to be more, he's a better athlete than most of these guys in the UFC. Well, not only that, what people don't recognize is that he'll probably knock people out in there <laughs> with with light gloves yes with light gloves you'll probably knock some of those guys out spark out mate yeah he's gonna <laughs> knock him spark he's out you know spark out. <laughs> um i give it a go i, I think he'd give it a go if i have a billionaire <laughs> and so then uh want to just cover real quick and floyd also said in that in that uh speech that he uh he talked to bob arum and that they're looking at Vasily Lomachenko fighting Tank Davis. I mean, they're just kind of overlooking Jorge Linares because that fight's on May 12th, and Jorge Linares is no punk, and he no. cares about his belt. Right. He cares about his belt. He's going to be a good fight. I think it's going to be a good fight. Might, might need to make it take some time, jump out on a plane, and get out there for that one. A uh, lot of great cards coming up, and I'm just interested in seeing – I'm really interested in seeing my man Danny Jacobs fight. He's fighting on April 28th, HBO mm-hmm. bout. Um yeah. And who I mean, is that against? That is against the homie Masij Suleki. Suleki. Suleki is, I think, how you say it. Um, but it's a great year for boxing. I just hope that there's no more black eyes, you know? And that's Canelo out is of enough. the ring. I don't even feel like Gennady should fight Canelo again. You think he should just. But don't t- even give him an opportunity. But what are, what are you going to do with that, that 50 million you need? He already passed it up. Passed that fifty, but that I, money, maybe, that's money burned. I, I don't that's know if he spent. passed. I think he just maybe del- thought he delayed. <laughs> no, <laughs> no I'm thinking, I think I think that I think that Gennady probably is saying, you know what, enough is enough, and I and if I have to live with it, and I have to eat it, then I'll just eat it. You yeah. know, it might hurt the promoters more so than it hurts him. Yeah. He's the one that has to live with the wear and tear on his body. But there's also it's it's dangerous. You can't keep playing games with guys like no. Canelo and all. And these he other took a lot fighters. of punches from Canelo, exactly. And he w- actually initiated the the, the festivities. Yeah. yeah, he sure did. He bought big the, time drum, big drum show. Yeah, you know, and and so what is it that you get from him fighting the Canelo again? You know, we get to see him beat Canelo up again, but still, it doesn't serve a purpose. We don't even know if we're going to get a clean Canelo, even though they might not even say that he's dirty. We, that doesn't mean that he's not clean. Man. You know, man. Wow, I don't know. Uh, just uh, finalizing the the, the pod. Uh, just want to talk about the Rams real quick. How about the Rams? What the Rams Why would you want to talk about that? We're going to the Super Bowl. Ram time. Wait. Oh, you Ram time now? I've been Ram time. What are you talking about? Oh, okay. Okay, you Ram time then. You know Ram time? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, play I, me out. Rams, I invited to get into a couple games. You were like, the Rams? I don't no, know. No, that, that's not true. <laughs> you speak with four tongue, Tony. <laughs> no, he's been, he's been Ram time on a video game for a long time. Yeah. I just didn't know you were Ram time in real life. Yeah, Ram time. I love the Rams. <laughs> I just didn't like Jeff Fisher. Right. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, that's I what it was. I'd appreciate his work. He's given me some, you know, some bad lineups. <laughs> he gave you a lot of terrible work. But <laughs> you signed Dominic Kinsu. Are you kidding? And Marcus Peters, Tlaib. 
Aaron Donald on the other side, uh, and you know you and and you brought in more offense. They just got Brendan Crooks. Yeah, uh, Brandon Cooks. Brandon How about Cooks. Him? Sorry, yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> I actually, maybe that was his cousin. No, Brandon no, no, Cooks. I went to I went to, to college with a guy named Brendan Crooks. Actually, that just it was a, the Freudian slip. He's a good golfer now too. He's a golf coach. Oh man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's what we got for you. We'll come back with you hopefully on Sunday to help you set your fantasy baseball lineup. Uh, and I want to leave you with a quote from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. We just uh, celebrated his life on the 50th anniversary of his assassination. And Dr. King said, Wars are poor chisels for carving out peaceful tomorrows. Find your peace, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Ozone. Ozone. I'm just living the dream.